Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I have a special guest with me here on the State of the Saints podcast uh, from CBS Sports. And also, you may know him from his podcast, along with All Pro Patrick Peterson, All Things Cover podcast. They're killing the game right now. My guest, Brian McFadden, BMAC. What's going on, man? Man, appreciate you having me. It's always a pleasure. Hey, man, y'all killing a podcast game right now, man. I just want to let you know that. Hey, <laughs> I, I appreciate you. Amazing yeah, guest, man. Nah, amazing yeah, guest, man. I appreciate you, you know, showing us some love. And, you know, anytime I'm able to jump on with you, you already know it's all love. I love talking ball anyway. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, all, it's always love rocking with you. Yeah, man, appreciate that. Thank you so much. Uh, just want to talk to you a little bit about the New Orleans Saints, man. The New Orleans Saints, uh, they had a big game this past weekend versus the Green Bay Packers, and man, they shocked a lot of people, man. They they man systematically destroyed the Green Bay Packers in week one, 38 to 3. Uh B Mac, I mean, were you surprised at the outcome of this game? I mean, were you shocked that the Saints even won this game? I definitely, definitely was surprised how lopsided the game was in favor of the saints uh, i think the line betting wise was three and a half the saints were getting three and a half and in all honesty you know based on everything that was returning for the green bay packers you know the consensus felt like green bay would win this ball game you know regardless if it would have been closed or whatever the case may be you got a, the the reigning mvp returning with all his his toys uh defensively made a few adjustments um and you know everything felt like that was would be their game, not to mention the adversity the Saints had to deal with. Practicing in Dallas, having to move the home opener from New Orleans to Jacksonville. Um, but, hey, man, Coach Sean Payton just showed how, what type of coach he is. Yeah. Um, when you got a guy like that who's so uh, strategic, um, schematically speaking, he's always on his A game, and you give him a talented player at the passer, at the quarterback position like Jameis, um, everything just flows. Yeah. You can tell the Saints were, were well prepared right. for this ball game. So uh I think the sky is the limit for New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was shocked that they they won in that fashion. I mean, yeah. look, any team can beat any team on any given Sunday. I mean, you can't underestimate any team, but the fact is, I mean, the last time we seen the Green Bay Packers, they were in the NFC championship game, B Mac. You know, mm-hmm. they, I mean, they were one game away from the Super Bowl, and for them to come out there like that. You know, it, it was a little bit of a shot. But, I mean, are, are you buying, like, the whole fact about, you know, the Aaron Rodgers situation? Nobody really knew if he was going to come back. Uh, you know, was he, you know, going to retire? Uh, do you think that played a role in how the Green Bay Packers came out there? Or do you just think that um, it was just the New Orleans Saints being a little bit more prepared than they were? Yeah, I think it had nothing to do with what we saw. Uh, he was there the entire camp, training yeah. camp. It wasn't like he had a late start. It wasn't like he got there right before the start of the season. He was working out with the guys. I actually visited uh, their training camp when they practiced, had joint practices against the New York Jets. And they look all, look good. The offense mm-hmm. looked good. I think it was more so they just overlooked and were sleeping on the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. I think so. I think, <laughs> you know, understanding and knowing what they were going through, the adversity with the hurricane. Right. Um, not, not, I'm not saying they didn't take them seriously, mm-hmm. but they didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm kind of that, that that's my thought process for them to come out flat, yeah. to come out like like just showing up meant they would win the ball game. It's kind of I feel like that was their mindset. Yeah. And like you said, any given Sunday, anything can happen. You can right. never overlook someone. You yeah. can't. 
You know what I mean? And that's just in life in general. Never overlook your opponent. Never overlook someone who's competing against you because you don't want to give them an opportunity to have a step ahead of you. And that's what we saw Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of team skepticism when they look at the Saints this season. I mean, look no further than a quarterback position. I mean, Drew Brees retires after 15 seasons with the Saints. And then comes Jameis Winston. You know, everybody's talking about, you know, the 30 for 30 in 2019. Uh, you had an opportunity to talk to him in the offseason. Uh, did you, by talking to him, I mean, it was a really good conversation, and I encourage everybody to check that out um, on your podcast, All Things Covered. But judging on what you uh, talked about with him, did you see this uh, kind of coming, you know, him coming out week one, I mean, and, and starting off with five touchdown passes and being as efficient as he was? You know, I, I didn't see five touchdown passes, but I felt like James would have a real good year. The, the the one thing that I took away from my conversation was the maturity right. that he has displayed, that he has, he's grown, you know what I mean? And just the humility he was displaying to me as well. Right. And just so appreciative of this moment of being in the National Football League, having an opportunity, because at that time he wasn't a starting quarterback. Right. Um. So having the opportunity to compete, to be a starting quarterback in this league again, was something that he would, would not take for granted. Right. So I felt like, because the thing about Jameis, they can say that 30 for 30 and all that, the man is talented. Yeah. Anytime you win the Heisman as a, as a freshman in college, mm-hmm. win a national championship as a freshman, freshman, mm-hmm. and then you get drafted first overall, you have talent. Right. You know what I mean? You just have to have the proper structure around you to be able to show what talent you have on a consistent basis. And the NFL is all about situations. Right. You know what I mean? You could be a talented player, but go in the wrong situation, you would never flourish. You would never be the player that you're supposed to be. Right. You know what I mean? And things didn't work out in Tampa for whatever the case may be, but this was the best position for him to be in. Right. Sit and learn. Last year was a blessing for him. Yeah. Even when Drew was injured, he sat and he learned. He never second-guessed the decision to go at Taysom Hill. That was the coach decision. He supported right. Taysom. You know what I mean? He just made sure he was ready. You remember that playoff game, I think it was against Chicago. Didn't really play a lot. They throw him in there, throw the flea flicker, bam, right. took advantage of the opportunity. The one play was a huge play. Right. So my what I took from that conversation was, man, he going to light it up when he get a chance to. Also, he right. got the LASIK surgery. He can see now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He can see now. He ain't no more squinting with the helmet on and all that. That's, that's the unique thing about it. People are, not, people are really overlooking that. Just imagine right. trying to go out there and play yard football with the kids, and you got to close your eyes and squeak and see if you can hit an out route. Right. Better yet, doing that against grown professionals who get paid top dollar. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what yep. we saw from James was smart play, efficient play, but we saw dimes. Like yep. those pe- that deep touchdown that he threw to, uh, what's number 11 name? Deontay um, Harris. Deontay Harris? Harris? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that was a dime. <laughs> I looked Ooh. at that a couple of times, B-Mag. <laughs> man, man, listen. Yeah. That was incredible. So I'm excited for James, man. I can't wait to see what he has uh, for his encore performance, not just him and the entire team, but going forward because people were sleeping on the Saints, but they they woke him up real quick. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I just think that Sean Payton is very underrated as a coach. You know, I, I think agree. All, all those years with, with Drew Brees, I think sometimes, you know, people look at Drew Brees' greatness and they forget about uh, Sean Payton's greatness as a play caller and as a coach. And, I just think with Jameis Winston, I think people are really going to start to see and realize how good of a coach uh, Sean Payton is. But he's off to a great start uh, with uh, Jameis Winston uh, as the quarterback. 
Uh, but you look at the Saints uh, defensively. I mean, they they really played well in this game. I mean, they. I mean, how many times can you say that Aaron Rodgers uh, was left without a touchdown? I mean, also with two interceptions. And but it had a lot to do with the secondary. And uh, one player in the secondary, he just got a contract extension. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore got a five-year extension. Uh, his uh, signing bonus makes him the uh, highest-paid cornerback at his position. Uh, congratulations to him. But BMAC, uh, I mean, you played cornerback. You know how tough it is to, to play in this league. Uh, what's, what makes Marshawn Lattimore uh, one of those top-tier cornerbacks that we watch on Sundays? He's tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything for him is personal. Uh, he's not a guy who believes in making friends on the football field he want to create enemies i love that about him you know what i mean he plays that attitude not to mention he's just a talented guy he's a number one corner right. you know what i mean and in that division in the nfc south you better have a number one corner yeah you know what i mean i know julio's no longer there but they still got a good one in calvin ridley one of the yeah, best route runners in the game yeah. and we all know what tampa has you know what i'm saying yeah. and then you look at carolina with dj and and and, and, and robbie uh, you better have a number one, a proven number one. And that's something that, that that's who he is as a player. And I just love his, his, the toughness. He right. fits. The way he plays the game of football is the way Sean Payton calls the game of football. Yeah. You know what I mean? That attitude. Like, you know, I don't care nothing about you. You don't like me. I don't like you. And that's what it is. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I hope he's okay. I heard he got a little banged up from Sunday, um, yeah. but clearly deserving of the contract. Yeah. I mean, I think he's getting um, thumb surgery. Uh, had a little chip in a chip of a bone in his thumb. He's week to week as of right now. But uh, I mean, I've watched him like since he, you know, even when he was at Ohio State, I mean, he was really good. He had some injuries, but since he's been in the league, man, he's been a really good, uh, solid corner. I, I mean, looking and at watching the Saints as long as I have, I have to say he's the best cornerback I've ever seen the Saints have, you know, as far as like, Ooh. you know, shutting down the field. Like, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> I mean, just growing up watching Saints football. I mean, they had some Mike, good ones Mike, McKen there. Mike McKenzie was pretty good. Yeah, Mike McKenzie was good. Yeah. You know, I Mike mean, McKenzie. Yeah, Mike McKenzie was definitely, you know, a solid corner. I mean, but I just look at it like as far as like from being drafted by the team, you know, and, mm -hmm. and and just developing as a player, I have to put him in that category, man. I, I've yeah. just never seen the Saints actually have a cornerback that can just shut down like a primary receiver. It's always, you know, you know, probably cover two, you know, somebody got to help him mm -hmm. out. But it's never like somebody just one-on-one, -on -one, you know, mano a mano. I just never seen that. But I mean, yeah. he definitely deserves uh, his bread. But let, let's go ahead and talk about the NFC South. I mean, we seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, take on the Cowboys. That was a good game. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, they looked good in the first half. Before, I mean, first quarter as far as running yeah. the football, but they still got some issues. Uh, Carolina, I mean, they did some good things. Sam Donald look, looked pretty decent. Uh, how do you see this NFC South uh, picture shaping up? I mean, based on what you've seen from these teams uh, this past weekend. I mean, I think everybody's chasing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. Mm -hmm. um, they're the champs. You know, everything returned for them. Uh, they, they, got, they got away with one. Uh, the past Thursday night against uh, the Cowboys. But still, the talent is there. Um, but you know the best way to, to have success against Tom Brady, you got to put pressure on him, and you got to make plays. You got to make plays. You, 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 can't leave any, you can't leave any plays on the football field because they can come back to haunt you. Right. Um, that was a deciding factor for the Cowboys, you know what I mean? So outside of Tampa, I, I think the Saints are the, best, the second best team. You know, I yeah. felt that way before I even seen one game. Yeah. And I think the week one win against the Packers solidified my opinion with them being the second best team. And, you know, I think Atlanta is the, the bottom dweller of the, of the conference, the division. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I think they still got a ways to go. Uh, Carolina, you know, if they healthy, they can be that can be the sparring partner that you might not want to see in the match. They might dot that eye a little bit. If you ain't careful, you'd be laying on the canvas. Because, you know, they got a proven superstar in Christian McCaffrey, and I think their defense is much, much improved. Right. They got some young guns on that defense can go. But it, it, it's, the, it's the Buccaneers division, um, and everybody else is chasing Tampa Bay right now. But I, I definitely was encouraged uh, from what I saw from the Saints, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, they got a good, solid football team. And you you have to admit, I mean, bringing back all their starters, I mean, that's – that's unheard of that's coming huge. off a of Super Bowl. Like that, that's huge. Yeah. Not losing anybody, and I, I just think that you know they are the team to beat. I mean, they are the world champions. Uh, Got to put you on the spot, B Mac. Do you see the Buccaneers uh, repeating? Uh, you know, a spot in the Super Bowl or even winning a Super Bowl? Yeah, I do. If, I'm, if I had to put my money on the team to get there, yeah, I think so because they got the best lead in, in sports in Tom Brady, hmm. um, and he got some toys <laughs> offensively. He got some toys, you know what I'm saying? And he still can throw it. He still can throw it. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying that there's not any other team that has a shot, but if I had to pick a team right now, yeah, i pick Tampa. And I think their defense, my concern with their defense is the secondary. Mm -hmm. That's my concern. I'm surprised they didn't really go out and try to make an addition, a veteran, add another veteran presence in the secondary because we saw some issues this past Thursday, but before the season even kicked off, I had concerns because, on the defensive line, they got it. Right. They got it. Vita Vea is a pro bowler, one of oh, the best yeah. nose, nose, yeah. nose guards in the, in the game. Yeah, you look good. Linebacks with the rushers, JPP and Shaq Barrett, uh, Levante, uh, Devin White, they got it. Yeah. But the concerns are in the secondary. Right. And the Cowboys exploited, exploited some of those issues in the secondary because they had the players to do so. They right. just abandoned the run. Like, yeah, we know y'all guys are good at stopping the run, but we right. can go ahead and throw it. Yeah. You know, but that's the issue. Not a lot of not not there's not a lot of offenses that have three guys that can catch it and go. Yeah. Like the Cowboys. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? So that, that that's what it's gonna take because you run into football against Tampa. Good luck in trying to do that. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean they have a, a, a really good uh stout uh, you know, guys up front, you know, with Sue and Vea, you know, and like mm-hmm. I said, they they got some pass rushers in Barrett and JPP. So I mean, like their secondary, I mean, but you you just mentioned it. Like, is it is it is it fair to say that they really just have some issues? I mean, that's hard. That's a hard matchup for anybody. You got Gallup, Amari Cooper, and CD Lamb. I mean, so it, it seems like that's that's gonna be a tough matchup, no matter if you have some solid <laughs> members of the secondary yeah. tonight, right? And and that you know what I mean. That that can play football. They just had a great game plan. They 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 they. they and one thing we know about Todd Bowles, he gonna try to send pressure. Right. They were yeah. not allowing him to get that pressure going based on the quick intermediate passes. So yeah. Kellen, Kellen Moore had a real good game plan prepared for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but granted, it still uh, came up a bit short. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I just think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when you're the Super Bowl champions, you're going to get everybody's best shot, no matter if they're the best team yep. in the league or the worst team in the league. Everybody's going to look at you as a measuring stick. So, I mean, that was a tough game they played in week one, and I just feel like, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be battle-tested by the time the postseason comes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I also want to ask you about uh, Bradley Roby. The Saints made a trade for Bradley Roby uh, to be the, the possible number two corner opposite of Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, the Saints been missing that, that number two corner for quite some time. I mean, they tried to, uh, you know, get a few players. They had Eli Apple one year. 
Janoris Jenkins last year. They couldn't uh, keep his contract, so they decided to, you know, let him go. Uh, do you think Bradley Roby can be a solid number two for the New Orleans Saints? Oh, no question. No question. Now, I know he didn't play this past weekend, but he should be ready to go uh, this Sunday against Carolina. But, yeah, I, I, I like adding him to the forefront because the team you're chasing got three for sure pass catchers in the right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is all about making a move for Tampa in your division, in the NFC. You, you, for you to get into the playoffs, you got to be relevant in your division, right. number one. So for you, people didn't talk about this move as much and why. Yeah. And you hit on some of the key components. You know, they've been looking for number two for quite some time. Yeah. yeah. But the team you're chasing got three guys yep. who can all be number ones. <laughs> right. True. With Tom Brady throwing him the ball, and they got Gronkowski, who's back to being him, his his old self. Yep. So I love this move because this is all about Tampa. This yep. move was solely about the Buccaneers in our division. Because if we're trying to have any playoff aspirations, we got to be relevant in our division. And the only way you be relevant in, in, in that division, you better have two corners that can play ball. Yeah. And they have shown the ability to play ball. So this move, I love Sean Payton and the organization going out to make this move. And you were still able to show up, uh, pay your number one guy. And now you look at that secondary. Uh, now is, is one of the strong points yeah. of the defense. But this move is all about Tampa, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to keep up with Tampa. I mean, you look at AB. I mean, AB back to form. You know, like they caught, they caught him in the middle of the season. And but I mean, the way he played uh, on Thursday night of last week, I mean, he looked like his old self. So, I mean, he's already a number. I mean, all these guys can be number one corners on anybody's team right now. So you're basically going up against three number one corners, a number one tight end. And if O.J. Howard, you know, gets back into the group of things, I mean, that he's a he's a threat. So, I mean, you definitely got to have some guys that can go out there that can cover. And um, I just think that it was a good move. Uh, The Saints did a really good job. Uh, you know, trying to make this trade. And it, it also just tells you, B-Mac, uh, the Saints aren't just trying to rebuild here. They're trying to go for it once again, right? I mean, looking at mm-hmm. a move like this, this doesn't this doesn't say, okay, we're trying to rebuild. This says that we're trying to win. And, you know, the standard hasn't changed, even though number nine um, is no longer here. Uh, yeah. But uh, B-Mac, I want to say thank you so much for, for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. But I, I would be remiss, my friend. What you got? <laughs> if you didn't answer this question man what happened last saturday to your florida state Seminoles? man what happened man that's what, <laughs> what? you would do to me oh i'm sorry man I, what what happened man? <laughs> boy it's it's, it's 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 tough times right now it is tough time <laughs> they're going it's tough in tallahassee right now out jacksonville state man no yeah. disrespect to jacksonville state but let's keep it real you should never be in a dog fight with jacksonville state yeah. Just, just I don't care if you didn't even practice. You should go out and still be able to take care of your business right. based on the athletes that we believe we have. Right. Um, and you were in a dog fight and, and you allow them to gain confidence. Mm-hmm. That's why they say all the time, you know, Mike Tom used to tell us all the time, man, take them out in deep water and drown them in the first quarter. Don't even make them, don't even allow them to believe they can play with us. Right. Take them out in deep water and just drown them. Get it over with. Because yeah. you allow them to surf, you allow that you allow that product to surface. They believe that like, we can play with these people, and they play with us, and they beat us. Right. It's it's tough right now. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what to say. I don't know. I I don't know what what to hope for next. Mm-hmm. We got Wake Forest this upcoming week at Wake Forest. Yeah. Um, I mean, there could be a silver lining in this season. 
Um, but the only silver lining that I see you win every ball game from here on out. Yeah. I mean, you got like, to. I think, that's I that, just that, think yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go I was going to say, I was going to say that's the only way where, you know, you, you won't really look at this loss as it is an embarrassing loss. But if you win every game from here on out, that means you beat who you got next, Wake Flores, you beat Clemson, you beat Miami, you beat Florida, yeah. NC State, whoever has left. If you've, because you got to think about it, they have two losses, but they're not in conference. Wasn't right. ACC, so there could be a silver lining. Right. I don't know how it could happen. You know <laughs> what I mean? But it could happen, right? Yeah. That could be I'm, the only silver line that we look back and you come back and say, "Man, B Mac, you said it." Yeah, yeah. I just look at I look at Florida State. You know, I mean, you, you all have been like on top, like for I don't know how long. You know, what I mean, growing up as a kid, I mean, Florida State was it. You know what I mean? Like that—that that was the starter jacket to get. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was the hat to get. Down in New Orleans, you know, where Bobby Bowden was there, and like I said, every every team fall on hard times and whatever like that, you know. But I mean, eventually, I just feel like you all are going to get back on top. I mean, you always going to be one of the top football programs in, in college football, and it's always going to be a great landing spot uh, for anybody to get an opportunity. So, you know, I'm, I wish you all the best, man. I'm sorry y'all had to, you know, go through that, you know. But I mean, I know about some bad times. I mean, we just got. I went to Jackson State, you know, so we just finally started to get back to yeah. with, with Coach yeah. Prime there. So yeah, I just had know. that heritage classic, right? Yeah, I took care of business against yeah, uh, man. Hey, hey, we State. had to. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm happy to see that, man. We've been down for a minute, man. It's, it's been some it's been some dark days in Jackson, Mississippi, B Mac. You know, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good to get some wins and, and be undefeated for right now. Uh no question. B, yeah, but B Mac, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you. Uh thank you so much for your time. And uh, let everybody know about your podcast, All Things Covered, and other ventures you have coming up, man. Man, yeah, check me out, man, with my cousin Patrick Peterson. The name of my podcast is All Things Covered on the CBS Sports uh, platform. Um, you can find us anywhere where podcasts are located. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. Just visit youtube.com slash Covered. You see us there. We're dropping a big-time episode this week. Just did an interview with Anquan Bolden, former Arizona Cardinals, Super Bowl oh, champion with the Baltimore Ravens, and former Florida State Seminole. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking ball week in and week out, man. Make sure you tune in. If you like what you hear or what you see, leave us a five-star rating. Yeah, man, he he he, he underestimating uh, himself, man. He had Ice Cube, man. This man was talking to Ice Cube, man. I mean, I was like, man, man, y'all killing it over there, man. I appreciate it. Y'all killing it over there, man. Y'all do an outstanding job, man. Good luck to you, uh, you know, on CBS Sports and also all things covered. Y'all make sure that y'all check it out. You will not be disappointed. Uh, I appreciate it. B-Mac, Brian McFadden, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast, my friend. Go Saints.